Welcome to Oh! A Podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games. Brought to you by O'Rock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of O'Rock. And I'm Michael Gray, the head writer for O'Rock. How you doing, Michael? I'm kind of wishing we had other writers, so the title <laughs> head writer was more meaningful. I mean, I write sometimes, too. I, I wrote the, uh, what, the, 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 15 words that were in the script for Awkward Steve. I did writing for Beard in the Mirror. So, you know, it, it's okay. And then and then you, like, rewrote all those scenes in Cat President. It was great. <laughs> There's a little bit of rewriting. <laughs> I might have gotten carried away. It's all good. Oh, wait, and one of, uh, one of our friends on Twitter has mentioned a few times that she might write uh, a dating sim about potatoes for us. So... If if she can uh, if she can move get, move forward with that, then you're definitely the head writer. Awesome. Okay. Unless it's really good, in which case uh, she might actually be the head writer. Oh no! Oh no! 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 Oh well. Can I at least? <laughs> can I at least draw pictures of potatoes? I don't know what the game <laughs> I was, would want. <laughs> I was thinking it would be photographs of potatoes. I'm sorry, Michael. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be fired. You might be rendered obsolete, but we're not there yet. Don't worry. Replaced by potatoes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I showed um, Internet Court to uh, my, my mother. Actually, she got to see it. My mother and, and uh, she got to play through uh, case number one. In which she is one of the stars. So she liked it a lot. I think she okay. liked herself uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. But here, I don't know if this is just mom specific, but Uh-oh. she had no idea how the scroll bars worked. Oh, okay. She's not the only one that had problems with the scroll bars. Ugh. Well, what, what was her problem? Did she just not know that they were scroll bars or? She apparently has never been on a website that uses yeah. scroll bars before, which is a lie because she's been on Facebook. <laughs> but maybe she just Facebooks on her phone and then, um. No, this, this, this was an issue that came up in testing too. One of the testers said that, uh, uh, he missed some stuff. It, it, it was in case number one because that's one we've had tested so far. He, he missed some stuff because he didn't realize you could scroll. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember at this point which version of the game you have, but I did update the scroll bars a little bit to try to make it more obvious that um, they are scroll bars. I have the older version yeah. of it. Okay. The, uh, the one where like the big X mark is in the upper left hand corner. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, but in any case, no, just the fact that she had no idea what scroll bars are, period. It's not that she didn't recognize, oh, no. oh there's a scroll bar on this page. She's oh, no. like, she had no idea what scroll bars are, just in general. So, with the uh, puzzles that involved scrolling or, or going through the Facebook page, yeah. uh, I had to solve all the puzzles uh, for her. They didn't even try to solve the puzzles. They're like, Michael, come here, solve oh. the puzzle. I think even the basic one, I think one puzzle is really simple. It's like, okay, which post is relevant to the statement about the cat? Well, it's the post about the cat. Yeah. They kind of, mom kind of figured that out on her own, but she wanted me to do it for her. It's just like, I think this is it, but I'm not sure. It's like, well, you could try. And it's funny because I actually got a, 
one of the answers wrong <laughs> <laughs> when trying to solve it, so I, I don't know how to beat my own game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so what do you what do you think? Should we should we try to do something about this to help people who are unfamiliar with the concept of scroll bars? Um, I don't know. Are scroll bars that common? Because I feel like the target audience knows what the internet is. Yeah. So I know, I mean, I know a lot of people do their interneting on their phones at this point, but anyone who would be using a computer to play a computer game would hopefully also be familiar with the concept of scroll bars. Like, it'd be one thing if we were making a, a, a phone app and we and we had scroll bars. That might be a little more confusing, but... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Doesn't RenP have that uh, option now? Oh, boy. To export <laughs> to, a, like, a touchscreen game? Yeah, yeah. Well, remember we we tried that with uh with the first Francie Drew game. Oh. That's that's on the Android store. It sold almost five copies. Oh yeah. <laughs> Rolling in it. How how many copies did it sell outside of the Android store though? Um, you know, we don't need to worry about numbers. That's that's not important. What's important is that the people who played it enjoyed it. That's that's good. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, I was going to say uh, I was actually just playing this uh, fairly new FMV game called Morph Girl, and one of the things they do right at the beginning of the game before you even see any video footage, I think, is they just sort of have a couple of lines of dialogue sort of describing the controls of the game and, and how to play it and, and things like that, and I'm wondering, I've been wondering both for this and, like, going back to Awkward Steve, if, if that's something that would be smart to implement, um... Or or just or just a separate controls screen that that describes how to play the game too. Um, I don't know if something like that would help people or not. Yeah, I I, I can yeah. see that. Um, most of our games are just a visual novel, so it's generally just click at click whenever. Yeah. Hmm. Doesn't yeah. doesn't. Um. Doesn't Renpy like have that built-in help screen? Yeah, oh, it has. There's some sort of help button that or that you can push that opens like a text document on your computer, I think. Oh. Hmm. But I usually uh I usually <laughs> remove that from the game because the controls don't really like the the things that are listed in the help document don't match what's in the game itself. Uh it's based on the default controls for Renfi and I and I sometimes change those. Yeah, I I have a I rarely look at the, you know, the help document or the read me first document, which comes with yeah. a with, with a game. Yeah, I, 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 I sort of think most people don't at this point. It seems like sort of an old school thing. So that's, that's why I don't really mess with it that much. I don't know. Like I said, other people were having trouble with the scroll bar, too, just because they didn't notice it was a scroll bar. Um, I mean, this is this is dumb, but someone wanted me to add arrows to the scroll bar, which... I mean, most real-life scroll bars do, but for some reason, RenPy does not support having arrows at the top and bottom of your scroll bar. Like, there's no there's no way to do it. I even asked on the forums, and no one responded. Oh my gosh. Which is kind of weird. And you can't even do the, the cheap workaround of, okay, we've got an arrow drawn at the top and the bottom that you just can't interact with, because that would totally yeah. throw people off. Yeah, exactly, because then people would think you're supposed to click on it, and then we would click on it, and nothing would happen. So I, I added, like, 
What was it? What did I do? I, I I opened the 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 art for the scroll bar in Photoshop, and I added some like textures and things like that that I thought made it stand out a little more. Made it, yeah, that's uh. what I would do. Make it wider, maybe. I don't. Yeah. Know. Oh, wider. That's pretty good too. I can I can mess around with that's that. That's another way of making it more catchy. But yeah, yeah, textures. Those are good. Make scroll bar wider. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good to me. But uh, but other than that, the test went well. She seemed to like the game. Yep, she seemed to like it. Good. Mom approved. Mom approved. Get tested. <laughs> mom approved. Yeah. In the Steam store. Our moms liked it. Also, they were in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I told them they could expect the, the final game to come out 2027. That's That, that seems about accurate. Actually, I was going to give you an update on uh, the development of Internet Court since we're talking about it. Uh I'm I'm just about finished case number two. Awesome, <laughs> actually Make, making good progress. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm um I'm about three pages from the end, and boy, I'm I'm ready to be out of the the uh the case that my character is the star of. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm finished with watching myself act now. <laughs> I'm ready. Yes. I'm ready to be done. <laughs> I feel I feel your pain from before for case number one. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to move on. I think, uh, yeah. Case number three, I think, is um, Diana's case, right? Yep, it's Diana's case. Yeah. All right, put her in the spotlight this time. Yep, and then case number um, four was going to be... I I think the original plan was to, like, split it up between the three characters. Yeah, yeah. So each one gets ten pages or fifteen pages. I forget how many. Yeah. But, um... I'm not sure that's entirely how it worked, but that's what... I think it mostly worked out that way, right? I mean, and we have to pay attention to the strike meters for all three characters, which is going to be interesting to play around with. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, that that's that <laughs> yeah. was sort of the idea. I remember bringing your character in towards the end. It's like, hey, it's my turn to be cool now. Yes. You both had a turn. It's my turn. Uh, this game is so good. <laughs> yeah. I think people are going to like this when they eventually get to play it. Um, but yeah, so... One uh, interesting thing with Internet Court is that I finally have uh, basically all of the footage <laughs> about a year later. Um, I've I've been waiting on one person's footage since we started the casting call, which was about a year ago. Uh, everyone else sent in their footage within a month, um, and this person kind of kept saying that they were going to turn it in soon. Like, I would email them every once in a while and be like, hey, how's it? How's it coming along? And he'd be like, oh, I'm almost finished. I'm going to send it to you tonight. I'm going to send it to you Friday. I'm going to send it to you this weekend. And that went on uh, until now, basically, <laughs> for the last 12 months. So uh, I eventually gave in, and we, we finally got somebody else to take the role instead. I'm very excited to finally have, uh, again, basically all of the footage in for the game. And um, to once again reiterate that one of the hardest things about game development is finding reliable people to work with. Like, the the person who initially auditioned for this role that, that kind of strung me along for a year, like, his audition was really good. I would have been really happy to have him in the game. Like, his work was really good, but he, 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 could, he didn't do the thing. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter how good you are at something if, if you don't actually do it, you know? I don't understand and- the point of having a really good audition if you don't want to be in the final product but i don't know what the what the issue was and like i said he kept saying i've I've almost got it ready and i kept saying all right great Uh, i was i was kind of hoping he would just say at some point like 
I can't do it. I'm sorry. I don't have time to record these 11 lines. It's it's not going to happen. But but no, I gave him all the opportunities to say that and he didn't. <laughs> so I, ha- I had to actually, uh, quote, fire him, which didn't feel great. Oh, but anyway, yeah, we uh, we got someone else. Um, if I haven't said this already, it's someone uh, long term, long time Game Cola fans will recognize. Um, I'll leave it at that for now. But mm-hmm. I'm very happy about the the new casting. Well, anyway, that's good. Um, closing case two, so that'd be what the game's forty percent done now. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I'll, of course, there's all all the GUI and menu stuff that I haven't done, but the core of the game, yeah, that's good. So, um, are you still doing the thing where you? do all the video footage and get all that set into place and then you go back and do all the subtitles or are you doing the video clips along with the subtitles? I mean, I'm, I'm sort of doing it all at once. I mean, I'll edit the video clips, uh, import them into the whatever, convert them, import them into the game, and then layer the subtitles on top of them. I mean, I do it like, I do it by scene by scene. So I'll, I'll edit like you know, five or six videos, and then I'll do all the subtitles for that set of videos, and etc. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I have to, I, I think, I, I probably mentioned this already, right? I have to do audio editing on everything, too, in addition to just editing the clips. Oh, wow. to, what? No. Oh, yeah, I, ha- I have to, yeah, well, because, uh, I mean, everyone's videos, it's all just recorded on our phones and, and laptops and stuff like that, so they all have background noise that needs to be removed. And I can't remove the background noise in my video editing software. So I have to export the audio as an MP3 file, open it in Audacity, remove the background, save it, and then import it back into uh, the Vegas movie making software. Because otherwise, uh, especially my footage, uh, sounds really bad. Like it had audible hisses in the background. Although that would be like very internet-y, I suppose. It would. It just it sounded so bad. I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess if we do a sequel, I might re try to rethink some of my work strategy here because this is taking quite a bit of time. But well, I mean, my footage is not HD, and that was on purpose, trying to make it kind yeah. of bad. I, I feel like just one that that's enough for the. Uh... <laughs> department of something isn't you know 100 perfect yeah. like they would do in a, in a studio footage yeah but anyway also when i when i add music to it it kind of helps mask anything i don't catch too which is nice oh the music was great they asked about yeah. that they're like oh they where, did where did you get the music from oh they liked it oh good okay and i said well, about that. paul's main concern was that the music would you know like cover up what people are saying or be too distracting but no yeah. they liked it so Oh, thank goodness. Okay, good, good, good. I can't wait to get this game released. <laughs> well, if there's anything I could do to help, I'm probably too busy to, but... <laughs> I, I guess I appreciate the offer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, potty training is no fun. Okay. Oh. oh. <laughs> I feel like the child is like, you know, cottoned on to how potty training <laughs> works. Oh no! And the 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 child is not doing the thing which I've heard other parents do, where the the you know once the child figures out how it works, it's like oh I go potty and do I and then I get a special treat, and so the sneaky child will just you know pee the smallest tiniest amount possible <laughs> to get the special treat, and then five minutes later pee the tiniest smallest amount yes. possible, just just trying to game the system. Yes. So I 
that's not been happening, but I'm worried that's in the future. It seems just like a smart strategy to me. I don't know. <laughs> Maximize your treats, absolutely. Definitely. That's what I would do if I was being potty trained. Yeah. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to eventually switch to um, the system that they use in all those mobile games where it's like, oh, wow, you get an award every single time you take the action. And then all of a sudden you get a reward 80% of the time. Oh. And 60 and then 40. Yeah, you, they get you hooked. <laughs> And then they drop it down to, oh, you get an award 5% of the time. The end. I sense, uh, I sense a video game about this. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> oh, gosh. I bet if I looked it up, there are probably already mobile games about potty training, aren't there? They're probably disgusting. I would not. Oh, all right. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to not Google that one. Good, good plan. Oh, but I'm so tempted. Oh, five potty training apps for kids. That sounds nice. Oh, that's just for helping kids potty train, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I want it to be fun. <laughs> but potty training is fun. It does, you know, by the way you're describing it, it actually doesn't sound like it's that much fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. Oh, wait, here's a fun one. You're potty training with different animals. There's a horse sitting on top of a toilet. Oh, that sounds beautiful. <laughs> yep, that's uh, that really helps sometimes, or at least I think it helps. I don't know how helpful it is, but role playing um, mm. will, you know, often help the child know what to do. It's just like internet court, where they they help judges learn by uh, yes. having them role play old trials. <laughs> that's clearly it. Actually, my my mom really loved the uh, the line from uh, the bad ending where you you give um, the defense a strike or somebody a, you give somebody a strike and you say hey, if life was fair I wouldn't be I'd be in an actual courtroom and say hang out with you losers yes, and yes. I'm just cracked <laughs> up awesome oh I need to get my mom to play the game too she hasn't seen it yet hopefully she's seen her own footage actually I that is questionable yeah. <laughs> No, she hasn't seen any of it. <laughs> Not since we recorded her. Um, all her uh, friends at Happy Hour want to play it too, though. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's uh that's the latest on Internet Court right now. Um, uh, let's see. Have we been working on any other games besides that? I mean, I've got my games, but any or rock games? Yeah. Um, Cat President Two is is trucking along. You just I just sent you the revisions for the fifth pathway. Uh, I think last week weeks ago um and i'm moving on to the sixth one. Oh, hopefully i'll be able to get to that sometime soon <laughs> it's... it's all good i know it all takes forever it takes forever on my end too uh i'm, I'm excited to I, I i think this one's gonna go a little faster um and i'm excited to be finished with the stage because then when i get to the stage where i start asking people for their cute cat photos and that's that's the fun part <laughs> that's the real fun part it is picking like the Five yeah. or six main cats, yeah. Oh, I've uh, I've actually started um, writing down. I should have been doing this from the beginning, but I've started writing down all the different roles that we're going to need to cast in case there's like any really specific cats or other animals that we need. Like I know at one point we uh, we need a parrot. So like when I make my uh, social media post asking for cat photos, I can be like, and I also uh, could specifically use like this parrot, uh, a cat dressed as a policeman, if you can, uh, a really grouchy looking cat, a really old looking cat, just really, to see if that helps at all. That would be great. A cat yeah. dressed like a policeman. Oh, 
Dude, I'm so tempted. I have so I have this friend uh, in in the Ithaca area who is really excited about Cat President and told me that their cat is really good at wearing costumes. <laughs> and they don't currently have a police officer costume, but I'm very tempted <laughs> to spend some Cat President budget buying one. I am checking. Was that in the pathway you just played? Oh, it's I... one. Yeah. So you, your your um your script doesn't actually specify that this character should be a, a cat. I just thought it would be funny. Okay. Yeah. I, I tried doing that with most of the characters. It's like didn't specify if they're a cat or not because I didn't want to like box us in a corner where. Yeah. 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 You know, we've got a police officer cat, but. But yeah, that's that's um that's something that's been on my mind. Okay, so I just opened up the uh, the cat president file you just sent me. Oh my gosh, yeah. all those red lines everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Told you I went a little overboard. I'm sorry. You put in emojis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all right. You're you're welcome to reject anything. It's all good. Oh. <laughs> Go back to the other ones. They don't have as many changes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, okay. I'm not distracting myself. Yeah, yeah. Just go back to the first one, the one that we're almost done with. Um, yeah, exactly. Go back to those ones. Those, those will make you feel better. Well, I feel like with that one, um, yeah. I know we we there are a couple times with us going back and forth that you know mm-hmm. instead of going through every single thing, I just um, looked for the revisions, the stuff that yeah. had been changed, and saw if I approved it. Um, I feel like that was a good, yeah, good strategy. But then I, um, um, gosh, so the last version of the, of the first pathway that you got, I I just mm-hmm. read through the entire thing all at once and just made any and all changes that came to mind because mm-hmm. I thought, okay, well we're almost done. This will be I'll be going through it just for the final time. But then you sent it back to me. <laughs> <laughs> No, the the first one I think I sent you back. I just accepted everything. I don't think there were that that many, if any, changes in it. I'll see. There's. I think I just sent it to you so that you would have like the same version as me. Well, with everything accepted. Uh, I could be wrong. Um. Yeah, you could be wrong. Okay. There's there's okay. at least one line that looks. Uh, maybe I there don't... was one line that you changed that I didn't like. <laughs> it doesn't look like it was really changed. That. Oh, here's a second yeah. one. Oh no. Whatever, I'll look through that later. Look, I'm just trying to make everything as hard on you as possible. I hope that's okay. <laughs> that's great. Thank you. So I know this is the podcast about playing games and making games. Yes. So I played uh, King's Quest Seven: The Princeless Bride recently, oh, and I figured no. we should talk about it while it's fresh in my mind. Oh no, what did you think of it? Because you kind of, you, you've played the game. I don't like how you sound <laughs> depressed about it. Because you never like the adventure games that I like. <laughs> the first like half is mm-hmm. I'd say the first two thirds of the game was great. Um okay. I feel like a lot of my problems with the game are not with the game specifically. So, um audio issues. I presume this is mm. not the way the game's supposed to work, but um Rosella's dialogue kept like not happening, so her mouth would move but we wouldn't hear anything. Oh, that's weird. And occasionally, um, you know, like if it was part of a scene as opposed to just the character talking when you look at an item. Mm-hmm. So that would just crash the game completely and the game oh, would boy. freeze. And so that was that was really awful, but I assume that's not how the game is supposed to work. No, were were you playing were you playing like the Steam version or what were you playing? 
I was playing um, the Internet Archive version, actually. Oh, really? They have oh, like three or that. four different versions um, on Internet Archive. Actually, maybe yeah. I just picked the wrong one. <laughs> no, that's that's sort of a thing with Sierra games in general, is that they they don't really run that well on anything but like the specific Windows version that they came out on. And people try to port them, but it doesn't always turn out that great. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently with um, the one puzzle... Um, like, there's a firecracker that you have. Your character has a firecracker, and they take it, like, three screens to the left and use it on a door to open up the door, because we don't have the key for the lock. Makes so sense. apparently the original version of the game, that was built on... That depends on processing speed. Oh. So, <laughs> it, I guess the firecracker, it, it stays lit for ten cycles, and after ten processing cycles, it automatically explodes. I'm making up those numbers here. Yeah, no, but I know what you mean. But that was not an issue for me, but apparently that's been an issue for tons of other people trying to play uh, that game. Yeah, well, don't forget uh, when we played Willy Beamish that one time. That same thing happened, <laughs> It's yeah. the same exact thing with a frog in the conveyor belt or whatever. Mm-hmm, and it was also, what, the 11th guest? Yeah. Same, same problem. So, um, what did I say? I like the game all the way up to, say... 70, 80% in, like, partway through chapter okay. 5. Oh, that's not bad. Partway through chapter 5, it just became a, you played all the other games, right? You know who these characters are. You know what, whatever this magical sky kingdom is. <laughs> and you get transported to the fates, and they're talking about their cousin and Queen Mab, and then there's King Titanian, mm. Queen, uh, it's like, none of these characters, I don't know who they are. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and they weren't introduced at all. So, I mean, that Fates thing, just as soon as the Fates showed up, I'm like, okay, I'm out. This game makes no sense. Uh, did you finish it at least? I did finish it, yeah. Okay. And um, the princess um, ends up with some person. Edgar, I think his name was, right? Yes. <laughs> Never heard of him before. Was yeah, not he's mentioned definitely at one of the any other games. point yeah. before in the game. It's like, hi, nice <laughs> to see you at the ending, bro. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But you'll you'll get to see my um whenever I post it. I think yeah. I think it lost the the Twitter poll, so Yeah, I saw the poll and I might have it's possible I voted against it because I I was I was concerned that you were just going to be bashing the game the whole time. It's like, no, I don't want to see that. I'll vote for Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, well Sherlock Holmes <laughs> won with a pretty yeah. solid lead. Um, I saw um Pizza Boy was in the poll too and that was doing pretty well. Yep, yep. Yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be great. So, yeah, no, the, so it, it's me playing the game blind, but occasionally I, I check a walkthrough to figure yeah, out what I'm going to oh do yeah. to stop it from being the world's longest walkthrough, but it's like nine and a half hours it took me to beat yeah. the game. That's not too bad, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear you didn't totally hate it, too, because I was worried. I, I I guess I just keep thinking back to Monkey Island and, I, and how much the, those games did not really gel with you. Yeah, they didn't. But, the, uh, you know, King's Quest Seven was really good. I really liked the animation. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's definitely a highlight. And I, I love the music, too. The um the opening theme song, especially. I thought that was really cool. I I can't remember. So here's something I'm not so mm-hmm. sure about with the... Like, the opening movie, you start the game and it says you can play the intro or not... But the yeah. intro is in, like, this small screen. It, it's not full screen. Yeah. And later on in the game, when you have the choice to options, you can make uh, things full screen or, or, you know, I guess, windowed mode. 
but that doesn't affect the opening scene. The opening scene still plays in this full screen instead of playing in glorious yeah. well, I, 640 I a th- by 480. <laughs> I have a theory about that, actually. Um, it's sort of the same thing with a lot of really old FMV games. It would usually be like a tiny live-action window and then surrounded by buttons and GUI and stuff. And I think the reason they did that um, was was probably because if they included the the file at full resolution it would have taken up way too much space on the floppy disks or cd-roms or whatever Mm -hmm. so they had to shrink the video file uh and then if they then blew it up back to full resolution it would just would have looked awful like if you tried to watch that uh screen the video in full screen it probably just would look really blurry and messy that would be my theory anyway i mean that makes sense the animation, I don't know how they did the animation. It sounds like they did it to, like, actual studios and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a Disney movie. It's awesome. I know. That's just, like, uh, Curse of Monkey Island? Yes. Oh, good. Yes, Ooh. absolutely. Yeah, got the name right and everything, which is also <laughs> like impressive. a Disney movie. <laughs> yes, and also has uh, singing. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish... I don't know why people are not, like, more um, nostalgic for that era of... Um, adventure yeah. games because that's the one i like where we get to have like full animation it's all very yes. smooth and everything uh, as opposed to um i guess people prefer the older pixelated kind in like yeah. the 80s and the early 90s well if we can uh, if we can hire an animation studio we can definitely <laughs> make an animated adventure game i would love to animate <laughs> it but <laughs> yeah i mean i think too like that that era of adventure games, like, it didn't last long. Like, there aren't that many adventure games that look like that because we very quickly went from pixels to, you know, Disney cartoons and then into really, 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 really ugly 3D models. Like, King's Quest Eight is just the pits. Uh, Monkey Island 4, Escape from Monkey Island, is the uh, just ugliest thing. The Broken Sword that went into 3D. Gabriel Knight, like all of those games, when they went to made the jump into 3D, they just looked like awful, awful messes, and they 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 just look even worse by today's standards. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I'd have to. I'm already kind of forgetting the game too. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Animal Town. That was pretty cool. It's very yeah. funny too. That's that's what I really liked yeah. about the game. That was good. Yeah, I, I it's been a little while since I've played it. I think I need to give it another uh, another go around. It's actually not most people's favorite King Quest game, too. A lot of people don't like it for some of the reasons we're talking about the the music and the and the sort of Disney fied graphics. A lot of people think that made it a less serious minded adventure game or whatever. I hate good graphics. I hate yeah. music, which <laughs> exactly. is catchy and great. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not not very many people's favorite, but definitely mine. Um, let's see another one of the. I, I feel like this game probably came with like a a, a good uh, manual which explained how to use things because it took me forever to figure out mm. how to to use the uh, look at item system. I actually think that's one of the places where I complained that the game broke and crashed. I think that wasn't the case. I think that was me <laughs> not knowing how to work the inventory. Oh, did they do something weird with the interface? It's something where, um, I think it's the case where, you, you know, you can click on an inventory item and then you move it over to the eyeball to look at it. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. But then you have to put it back into the exact same slot in your inventory in order to, uh, you know, put the item down and then regain control of your character. Hmm. 
Actually, it doesn't surprise me that um that Sierra games would have interface issues because for the longest time those were more like text based right games, right? Like the first like I think more than half of King's Quest games are all like keyboard and and text parser. They don't even get to point and click until like well, I'm not going to say which one because I don't know, but the majority of their games don't even use a point and click system. So maybe they were still trying to figure out how to make that work in the context of of their adventure games. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm looking at the screenshots now. I see the gigantic eyeball symbol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, I know. Still still pretty good game, I guess. So, yeah. Wouldn't mind seeing more like that. I guess there are no more like that, as you've just said. But Yeah. Well, there's also... Uh, I, I might have talked about this because I was just playing it a few months ago, but there's also uh, Toon, Toonstruck uh, starring um, Christopher Lloyd. Which is a cross between this style of animation and FMV. Like, you play as live-action Christopher Lloyd in a cartoon world. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. That sounds amazing, yes. Yeah, I, li- I liked that a lot. So that's, that's another one that has a cartoony style, if you want to check that out at some point. I think I needed a walkthrough for that, too. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I definitely needed <laughs> yeah. the walkthrough at certain places. It's funny, because there are certain things where... <laughs> Wherever you call it, something that can be kind of a bothersome in adventure games or just video games in general is when you you get you kind of have the idea of what you're supposed to do, but it's actually a puzzle that you're supposed to solve uh, like five chapters from now or three <laughs> chapters from now. It's like I know we've got this giant sleeping rock. I know I'm going to need to wake it up in order to free the person who's been turned into a deer, whoever he is, Addis. I don't. <laughs> My character seemed to know him, so. But uh, yeah, no, that ended up being like two chapters from now when I when I have a feather. Yeah, yeah, it's always kind of a, an issue when when the player is thinking several steps ahead of the game or the character, or like when you know the answer to the solution, but you have to go through the sorry the, when you know the answer to the puzzle, but you have to go like through five extra steps to get there. Yeah, or or the character needs to know the solution. To yeah, the puzzle. yeah, the character's like, "What? That's crazy. Why would that work?" And then. <laughs> You have to learn something in the game that shows you why you want to do that. Yeah, so that's specifically in uh, King's Quest Seven, where the um, uh, there's a jar and you need to pour nectar into the jar, and your character mm-hmm. needs to be told that, otherwise it just doesn't work. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we got tripped up by that in uh, The Beard in the Mirror, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure we got complaints about stuff like that. Eh, mm. It's not that bad. I don't, I don't <laughs> think I ran into that problem uh I think the only place that happened with uh, Beard and Mirror, uh, it was clearly delineated or explained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with the puzzle where you needed to get signatures from three people. It's like, oh, I know I'm going to do this, but I need to get all three signatures yeah. first. <laughs> so it's like, well, that makes sense. I knew, I knew ahead of time I had to get all three signatures. Like, I would be angry if I, you know... If that wasn't explained in advance, and then the game just like, oh, you gotta get two more signatures now. I'm like, oh, oh I see. But yeah, I yeah, do yeah. This now, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I've uh, I've been playing some video games too. Mm. I've uh, I I just picked up uh, the the new and last Walking Dead game from Telltale Games, The Walking Dead Final Season. Um, I'm I'm not too far into it, but I'm already very into it. Um, I, I've had some really like interesting experiences with these games like with um the second walking dead game 
uh, you play as as like a twelve year old girl, I think, or it's a, it's like you know a preteen girl, and I, I found myself like really trying to play the game like not and respond to different prompts in the game, not as I Paul, a thirty two year old man, would, but as this girl was. So like I, I find myself like being much much warier around like older dudes than I would have been normally, for example, and much I don't know. It was it was just really interesting experience to try to playing from this completely different perspective than I have any experience with in the real world. Um, and so, The Walking Dead final season uh, kind of puts me in a similar mindset um, because a big part of the game is at least where I am so far is that you're sort of the adoptive uh, parent of. Uh, figure to this this little child and the game explicitly tells you that this the child is always paying attention to what you do and you have to like set a good example for them while you're playing the game and and make sure you're you're raising them the way you that you want this child to turn out so again like i'm not doing stuff that i would like perhaps normally be doing in this sort of game i'm trying to make sure that that i'm i'm setting a good example that i'm making the like the right moral decisions because i don't want my kid to be totally messed up yeah you're not stealing that extra slice of pie because yeah, the kid is exactly. watching you <laughs> Well, I definitely didn't kill someone at one point in the game because my kid was there and I didn't want them to see me do it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's or like you have to choose like what kind of language you use even while around the child or else they'll start saying bad words just like you do. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, oh. It, <laughs> I, I know in real life it can be tough to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just it's it's just fascinating to me to be playing these games from these different points of view like that. It's really cool that video games can can do that, can put you into these mindsets that you would never get to do in real life. I feel like that was part of the fun of King's Quest Seven, and again, Beard in the Mirror, when you've got multiple playable characters. Although you yeah. spend the majority of the game as the one character, you switch over to this other character. It's like whoa! It's like. The game plays exactly the same, but it feels like you're getting a completely new, different yeah. perspective, especially if the two characters are very different. So the, the the big difference was how we were writing the dialogue for those characters, and nobody, even Lily had a, had a very different voice from Paul. She wasn't making as, as many jokes. She was very serious-minded, and I felt like her, her puzzles were, I guess, not really more, like, logic-based, but... I don't know. They 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 had a different tone to me. Like she had a her mind worked a little differently. I thought, mm-hmm. and her puzzle solving style was a little different. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to play around with. I'd love to do that again. Maybe we'll get it. Maybe when we make our uh, our our animation studio adventure game. Yeah, that'll that'd be <laughs> fantastic. Well, four four play, playable characters. It'll be great. Well, it's weird. I wonder how. They did the animation for the first Nancy Drew game because I think they did that all in house. Um, hmm. I have no idea how, but I remember watching um, when they they did the remake and they had like here's an interview with the four people in our company who were around for the first game, <laughs> and he talked about it. it's like, oh man, that was terrible. It's like <laughs> he said doing the animation was actually really terrible because it would take forever. So it's like you you, you know you'd get up tell the computer to to write this animation and then have to get up four o'clock in the morning when it was finished and say okay here's the next line of dialogue that i need you to animate and you know basically hit the button so i'm like that does sound awful but that does also sound it's like whoa is this something i could do does so does the first nancy drew game have like a different style than the other ones I, yes I don't really it's have completely uh, hand animated or oh cool cool 
I wouldn't say hand animated, but looks like you know cartoon characters. There, it looks like yeah. they're drawn with pen and ink. I imagine it's like digital pen and ink. Whereas their previous games, they all had FMV live action characters that you would interact with, and then the following right. games would all be computer animated characters. Well, I guess I guess they really didn't like it because they <laughs> they didn't stick with it. They did not stick with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe uh maybe someday if we have a budget. Yep, that'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. We need we need everyone to buy our, our new games and our old games too. Just buy all of them. Just buy if everything. You don't mind. Pay double. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, man, I'm I'm dying for Steam to add a tipping feature like Itchio has. Like I even made a post on the secret Steam forums about it. Didn't didn't get much traction, but man, that would be helpful. Cause like on Itchio, yeah, Itchio has the option that if you want to when you're buying a game, you can pay a little extra to the developer just to show your support for them and I want to say, like, at least half of our sales on Itch.io, people add a tip to it. Like, sometimes it's just a couple bucks. Sometimes, like, people tip $20 on a $4 game. Like, wow. It would be, inc- like, and I'm, I'm just, like, picturing in my head, like, a system like that, but then mapped to the scope of Steam players and the number of Steam sales we get. And, like, it would be huge for us. But we can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Um, even with the escape room game, I know in my head there was like the most minor of animations, and I, I'm not even sure how we're going to do that. But um, at, there's a rocking horse in the game, and your character is supposed to rock it, and then something falls out of the horse. And I'm like, oh, that should be really easy. I just take the, the horse and move move it in Photoshop by like one degree. <laughs> counterclockwise i'll have to see if that works but right now it's just you click on the rocking horse and then you get an item and then it's like why am i getting an item out of a rocking horse that makes no sense (laughs) i I feel like when i've tried to rotate pixel art specifically in photoshop like it gets all blurry and weird looking if i just move it a couple degrees that is i don't know why yeah like i think is gonna happen yeah it's totally what's gonna happen and i don't know why if i feel like it shouldn't be like that so what I've done as my workaround is, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is kind of dumb, but you, you know how Photoshop has like a preview of what the the thing would look like. So it I does? just I just took a screenshot. Well, when when you shrink something, I, I don't know about rotating things, but um, okay. So I've had it where like okay, I'm shrinking this picture by half, and it's got the little preview of what it looks like. And then I press, it looks great, the preview looks great, and then I press the, the check mark button to say, yes, go ahead, do this, and then it becomes all blurry and such. So I just took a screenshot of the uh, of my screen when it was yes. doing the perfect looking preview. Yes. Of course, then I have to like get rid of a bunch of extra lines, um, yeah. oh, which that's are a good all one, over though. it because it's in the process of being shrunk, but that's still... Close. Oh it's man, hashtag worked. game dev hacks. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> um, I'm relatively I'm like ninety percent done with the one minute mysteries game, actually. Oh cool. So uh yeah, my last tester just got back to me and <laughs> Oh, they didn't like the last puzzle, which was amazing, no! but I love it. So I'm I, I think I'm gonna keep it, but <laughs> Have your mom test it to see how she does. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll talk more about the, the, yeah. the mysteries game next month. Yeah. Oh, all right. I'll make a, I'll make a note of that. 
Yeah, because I've I'll have it submitted to uh hosted games by then, oh, hopefully. Cool. So would you like to uh answer some listener questions? Um yeah, sure. Um this one is is pretty appropriate to some of the stuff we've just been talking about. Uh Hugh Hugh Miller wants to know how do you guys design your puzzles? Do you base them off of puzzles from other games, or do you just come up with new ones, or both? I think we've talked about this many times. Um, it's really hard to make puzzles in Renpai. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, even with something simpler like the uh, Escape Room game, I think basically what happened was, uh, you know, I came up with a, a list of puzzles or places where I think puzzles would be cool. Like, there's mm-hmm. a Christmas tree. And I thought, oh man, wouldn't it be cool if we do this puzzle on the Christmas tree to get the item? And then Paul's like, that sounds impossible. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I believe I said, I don't want to code any of this. <laughs> yep. So I, I, I've i actually coded it, and Paul was 100% yeah. correct. <laughs> I keep telling you, Renpai hates puzzles. The puzzle works. The weird thing is, I, I, I mean... <laughs> I don't quite understand how how this works, but um, just trying to get everything in the right spot in in Renpai is just a terrible nightmare. I think the problem is that it's just a because it's a pixelated game. Mm-hmm. So it's like when I click on the tree to open up the window to do the tree puzzle, the tree moves up one pixel. <laughs> and you know if I if I change it in Renpai, so it's like okay, we'll. Sh- display the tree one pixel lower, it still doesn't match up. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, why? Now it's one pixel too low. It's just, yeah. I hate trying to get the things to match up perfectly. That's all. It is It is a huge pain to try to get stuff to display on the screen exactly where you want it. Like, you can lay it out perfectly in Photoshop, and it'll look like a total mess when you put it in the game. I have to imagine that maybe playing the game in different resolution would be better, or it's just, maybe this just is not noticeable, um, hmm. unless you're playing like I am, just whatever random resolution my computer's at. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, uh, Adventure Game Studio does weird stuff like that, too. Like, there were a lot of times where we, were, we would code an animation, and when the animation would start, like, the main character would shift three pixels to the right. <laughs> that That is exactly the kind of... <laughs> nonsense yeah we would have to we'd have to i'd have to test all these animations individually which of course i was doing anyway but for every single animation i'd have to put in some sort of code that says like display at like negative three or something like that so it would move back left three pixels stuff like that and i don't i don't know how that would translate to renpy but that was that was a really annoying thing to have to deal with that I just remembered now, and I'm I'm sad that that I remembered it because it was not very fun. Yeah, so I've been doing as a workaround is, you know, instead of just like making the tree, uh, you know, j- instead of just having a picture of the tree and putting it on a screen, I make yeah. it a little bit bigger, and it's like, okay, here's the screen and a little bit of the background with the line on the wall. That way, I can. Mm-hmm. That way, it's easier for me to you know line it up perfectly. So that's that's a weird workaround. I know that real. I'm pretty sure like real game developers don't do that. It's like no, the the tree is by itself on a layer. It's like no, I can't get the tree to match up perfectly. I'm gonna need the background, the tree, and a little bit of the background attached to it. Yeah. All right. So here's uh this should be a short one from uh Alicia V Parker who asked, would any of your games make a good movie slash TV series? If so, which ones? And I just want to say right away that I am utterly, utterly convinced 
that Cat President would be an amazing anime series. And I will sell the rights to anyone who will make that happen. It would be so good. They'd have like a whole, like they could do, you know, a series of episodes for each character. And oh man, oh, each pathway. I would love it so much. And I think, I think it would be very popular. Do they, um, I was going to say, do they actually do that in anime? I haven't watched enough anime. I know there's a couple of anime like that where I think it's called a harem anime where you've got like five or so love interests for the main character. Yeah. But it's like, is there a show like that where the main character is non-visible? Or, or would they actually oh. have to, you know, tell us what does the main oh, character look like that's interesting. build her we, up? There probably would have to be... Yeah, I can't imagine, the, like, the whole series would be in first person. That would be really weird. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess we would have to actually, like, figure out what the main character looks... And we'd have to give her a name for that matter. I guess it would just be Abigail. How do they do but, the, uh, uh... I mean, the investigation scenes in the Phoenix Wright anime? Do they just, just show him? Uh, I haven't actually watched it. <laughs> Me neither, so... Oops. <laughs> I'm guessing that's yeah. what they do, because we know what he looks like anyway. It's not that big a deal jumping yeah. from Phoenix Wright from, you know, first person to third person. Yeah, uh... I don't know. I think it would be really cool. I, th- I saw, I watched the uh, anime Steinsgate, which was based on the visual novel of the same name, and I, th- I thought that worked out really well. I-, I think there were, like, yeah, different episodes dedicated to the different pathways before it got to, like, the true pathway. And they all combined. Uh, and, or maybe, I'm I'm sorry, I might be mis- mis- uh, misspeaking. It might have been just, like, it was the, the true pathway, just was what the series was. Either way, it was really good, and they just recently re-released Steinsgate, uh, using like anime cutscenes, f- like from the anime in the game, which I think is kind of neat. Kind of like how uh, Phoenix Wright has uh, in the newer ones have anime cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if there are any <laughs> any uh, anime companies out there listening, talk to me. <laughs> talk to us. We 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 talk would to us. Love yeah. to work with you. I, 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 I suppose I can cut. Yeah. I suppose I can cut Michael in on this too. We'll talk. <laughs> 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 have your people call our people it'll it'll be great oh gosh we need to get some people <laughs> we don't have those we have some pictures of potatoes and that's it <laughs> and we had one more question from joe reviewer he wants to know how receptive do you find the visual novel crowd is to non-romance focused slash themed games in the genre Considering that those tend to be the most prolific types of VNs, uh, from my perspective, there seems to be a shift in tastes from the audience. I have no idea how our games have been received. That's basically your department. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I can tell you the Pizza Boy definitely sold fewer copies than Cat President. Uh, it hasn't been out as long, but but of of all of the games we've released, Cat President has far and away been the smash hit. It's interesting because um, Pizza Delivery Boy, I know. It has some romance overtones, but not a, a whole lot. It's definitely not like Cat President. Yeah. And we def- we didn't market it as like a dating sim or anything, which I think we did for Cat President. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, gu- I guess there's that. Um, I would actually say less about the, the romance and more the um, the art style, the cool, the photograph thing that we do with these games uh, actually does turn off some, some purist VN fans. Um, they don't, they don't like it when you make games that don't look like animes. <laughs> But I don't think all games have to look like animes, so I don't really—I'm not that interested in that kind of art style for these games. 
guess we're at, at a bit of an impasse there. Uh, but no, I mean, I don't. We haven't really got a lot of pushback for Pizza Boy based specifically on the fact that it isn't a dating game. Um, we actually got. Um, I submitted Cat President to one of these Steam curators that does. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, Atomi games. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Otome, Atomi. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, games. Yeah, I mean games where I th- I think that games where you're playing as a female character dating yeah, a bunch of male characters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that's what the basic idea of the genre is. So anyway, I submitted Cat President to that, and they said that it was there wasn't enough romance for them. Oh, too much, too so. much politics, not enough romance. <laughs> even even our dating game doesn't have enough dating in it. So what are you gonna do? I don't know. I feel. I feel like we've we've never really like. I I always I always send review keys out to like websites and YouTubers that specialize in VNs, and I feel like the games never really click with VN fans specifically as much as they do a, like kind of a broader audience of people who are just interested in the idea of cats plus politics plus dating, mm-hmm. and less into the idea of visual novels as a whole. So for better or worse. All right, I think that about does it for this month's episode. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Paul M. Franzen, and Michael is at Argolfump, spelled exactly as it sounds. You can check out all of our games on Steam or itch.io, or just visit orock.com for the complete library. Our theme song is Dead Monster by March of Danger Men. You can check them out on SoundCloud. Um, our latest game is The Pizza Delivery Boy Who Saved the World. Uh, you should definitely buy that, as we said earlier. Please buy all of our games, then we can have a budget to make our fantastical musical cartoon adventure game. Oh, it's a uh, musical now. Okay. Oh, well, I think it should at least have one or two musical numbers. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to go crazy with it, but, you know, a nice opening number, uh, something for the closing credits, and maybe something in the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and finally, if you have any questions about game development or our game specifically, we would love to hear them. Email them to podcast at oarock.com. Is there anything you'd like to add, Michael? Um, we are not currently holding auditions for the musical numbers yet, so please, please <laughs> do not send us your, 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 your portfolio until we have opened auditions. I would actually like to hear your portfolio, so please don't listen to Michael. I want to hear you sing some songs about some cats. <laughs> Will the anime be a musical? Uh, well, it's got to have a theme song, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. 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 Oh, man, that's something we should be doing. All all, the, all the cool kid uh, visual novels have, like, an animated intro with a really cool theme song. We don't have that. Maybe we should do that for Cat President, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.